This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. I'll get into all of the details in a second, but she's going to have to help me pronounce her name because you know, guys, I don't want to butcher it. I don't want to butcher it. I think I'm going to get the right, the first name correct. Folake? Yes. Nope. Folake? Yes. Olowofo Yeke. Yeku. Olowofo Yeku. Yeah. Say it. Oh, my goodness. All right. Welcome to the Karen Hunter Show. Um, yes, yes, yes. Beautiful name. What does it Thank mean? Because I think if we break it down, Olo means something. I know Wafo means, Yeku means something as well. Can you break that down? Olo, Olo means uh, a wealthy person. And Fi Oye is to use um, a chieftaincy title. Hmm? It, uh, the, the, what it really, what it means is um, uh, a rich man isn't lacking in titles or isn't, isn't difficult. <laughs> and then my first name, Polake is fi olake, and uh, it means use wealth to pamper pretty much, but not not necessarily materialistic wealth, but like an all-encompassing wealth. Mm. Yeah. When you when you carry that um, into this earth, into this world, into this realm, you know all of that. You know the expectation is there, so you don't have a choice but to succeed, right? Hmm, that's a loaded question. Well, I guess the the loaded part of that is well, what 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 is um what is success. success? It depends on what you what you term success as. So yeah, in in and if you look at it that way, then yeah, yeah, that yeah, is, and there's a responsibility. Yeah, and, and I think we we should have it. You know, um, I'm I'm leaning into community and I'm leaning into relying on the ancestors and standing on shoulders and recognizing that we none of us get here on our own. And I think as black Americans, the one thing that we lost was that connection that you can break down your name and you could probably go back multiple generations to the tie to what it all means into a land, into a culture um, is powerful. That connection can never be lost. I don't think it can ever be lost. It's just re it's just finding it or being aware of it, I think, but I don't think it's ever lost. Okay. Well, we're connected. I teach at Hunter College. You went to a city college. You, yes, you played did. ball I there. Know, I yes. I think you guys whooped her. Can can I can I speak freely or is this PG? This is, girl, girl, this is a serious XM and it's the Karen uh, Hunter show. It requires you showing up authentically. All it's right. One of the um, no, no. I mean like curse words and you and could stuff. cuss. You can you could do whatever. This is yeah. Hunter whooped our asses, man. You guys. <laughs> You guys fucked us up in basketball. <laughs> yes. I, and think, I, I mean, think you must have been the worst on the league. Good. I mean, I'm you not saying, you know, I'm not like, yay, but, you know, uh, being, being, I've been at Hunter College for 20 years now. Uh, yeah, as an adjunct. And then now I'm a distinguished lecturer for the last 17 years. And, uh, I love, I love the students there and I love CUNY because of what it produces. You know, there's a, there's, um, there's a, a grittiness and, and a, not a sense of entitlement because I taught at NYU for a few years. Coming into CUNY, you know, the kids are there. They're serious. They're about their, their business. Most of them are working. Most of them, you know, they, they're coming in with a couple of, of jobs. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
Yes. And, and so there's a great, it's a great gateway. Like it provided an opportunity at a time where I didn't really have any others. Okay. And and let's get to Bob Hart's Abishola. I had Gina Yashere on the show several months ago and I didn't want to watch the show because it felt like a stereotypical, you know, uh, love story. That it was going to be the same, the same. Yeah, I was, but Gina Yashere came on and set, the world on fire and just because of her spirit i was like i'm going to go into this rabbit hole and i watched the whole first season and i was like okay how did you get the script and what were you thinking uh it was it was a regular audition like any other i was here in my living room um downloaded it on my phone printed it out worked on it with my friend and uh went on to the went to the audition i auditioned uh i think i went i went over it either once or twice with the casting directors and thought I did a good job and left. Like, like, uh, my, my technique is to live it all on the table during the audition and then forget about it. So I didn't, and I forgot about it. And then we got it, but I, I had a feeling I was going to get a call back. And, uh, and then I got a call back and then went to the call back, did the same thing, did it, forgot about it. Actually, during the callback, I also met Chuck and uh, and Eddie and Al, the producers. They were in the room, as well as the casting directors, and I could feel the energy, and uh, it felt really good. But again, you know, anything can happen. You could just be the wrong height mm. <laughs> and not get the job. You know, so well, you are I, tall. You are very tall. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> was, did it require a tall person? Was that? In the screen, it worked perfectly because Billy's uh, a little taller than me, so it yeah. works perfectly. I think, um, yeah, it works perfectly. So, but that's that's kind of the mentality I have. I put it all on the table and then I forget about it because there there's some auditions I've really wanted that I, I I got sick over, stressing over. So I created this formula for myself and um, I forgot about it, and then I got a call for the test. And even though, even though it looked very likely from the test, I still had the same mentality. Like, I never know what happened. Yeah. So that's how, that's how it fell on my lap. And what was I thinking? I was thinking, I want to portray this character, even at the audition. I want to go and audition for this character, but I don't want to portray a stereotype. Um, it's, I don't want to be a caricature. Uh, that was very, very important to me. I was like, how do I play Abishala honestly? Even if it's just an audition, how do I show an authentic experience for this character who is not like a, I don't know, like a wide-eyed buffoon or something like that? Mm-hmm. And and that's that's what I wanted to do. She's that's a mother with, um, uh, she's a mother with quick wit. Um, she 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 suffers no fools hardworking yeah. and the Billy you're talking about is Billy Gardell who's been on the show a couple of times we've talked about heart health issues and things he's been on a wellness Wednesday you know so I've kind of fallen in love with the cast before I fell in love with the show so so that was interesting and now I get to meet you and I just you know as as a person who again we you know we're sitting here figuring out culture you know um there is a stereotype of you know the African immigrant that comes in and nursing is the big you know the big thing and um you know there, there are certain jobs and and now you have this white guy who is smitten and I'm like what's gonna happen with this relationship and he's pursuing and you're like please stop you got a uncle and aunt that you're living with that are like rooting for this to happen and he's you know affable and and you know um take us on this season where are we gonna go this season 
with Bob Hart's Abashola. Okay, it's important for, for, for viewers to understand that uh, on this particular show, the actors, we don't get the script until maybe like three, four weeks before the audience actually sees the show. So okay, Chuck Lorre, yeah. so Chuck Lorre <laughs> sneaky, huh? Yeah. No, 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 it's, it's actually brilliant because what that does is it keeps us present with what the character is experiencing. We're not thinking years ahead of ourselves. We're just focused on this particular moment and what's going on in the character's life in this moment. I actually think it's brilliant. Um, so, so, so that's the that's the side note. Uh, from what I know, and what do I want to give away? So, see, episode one is aired. So we know that there's an engagement. There's an engagement. Uh, Bob proposes to Abishala. Abishala says no. Now you have to watch what happens in between that then makes Akishala propose to him at the end of the episode. Uh, so next we're going to start exploring the fact that Abishala has a husband and she needs to address that before mm. she can move forward with, with Bob. So we, we tackle that. We've started filming those episodes and it's going to be, it's going to be pretty emotional and, um, and raw. It's, Sometimes it might not even feel like you're in a in a sitcom, in quote. Uh, but but we we approach that authentically and uh, and honestly. And then we also we also start to explore the dynamic of Abishala and Bob within a relationship. Now they both know they're in it. Abishala is in it. Bob is in it. And we start to work out the dynamics within the relationships: the ups, downs, the lo the lows, the highs, and a lot of loves and the conflicts and just starting to understand each other. You know, the dance, the dance that happens when you're trying to cohabitate with somebody else. We start to explore that and it's actually pretty beautiful. And of course, our family members <laughs> are all around oh, us being awesome and <laughs> awesome. Yeah, and funny. I think when it boils down to it, we're just people, right? Trying to figure out this thing called life. Um, and we allow for all of these obstacles to get in the way of us knowing one another. You know, and I like to believe that we're more similar than we're different, you know, mm -hmm. but we just want to be, you know, in the, our little boxes and our little bubbles and, and want to be special uh, as opposed to seeing everyone as human. Uh, and I think this show in many ways allows for those bridges to be crossed, which is why, you know, I was like, OK, this is a smart TV show. Yes. I don't know how Chuck does it because he saw I don't know how he's, this is the perfect time for the show. Um, perhaps we were even a year ahead of ourselves or a few months mm -hmm. ahead, but this is exactly the kind of show I think that's needed. One of the shows, I think there are a lot of brilliant shows out there as well, but I think this is one of the shows that we need because it just reminds us that at the end of the day, what we're all fighting for is equality and love. We just want to love and be loved and exist in love. That is it. That is really it. That's really what it's all for. As as a woman who's actually Nigerian, um, representation of your are you Ibu Yoruba Yoruba? Sorry. Yeah. Um, are are you? Does this represent? You know, uh, are we gonna? Because we've already seen, you know, taste of the culture. You know, how important is that? And are you are you bringing that, or is it already written into the script? Because I know Gina also has a hand in this. I think it's both. It's both. And um, I think it's also important not to expect us to answer all the questions. 
we we can't we can't this one show it's a great show it's a pioneering show you know and and you should watch it because you will learn a lot about yoruba culture uh about nigerian culture the way we think our mannerisms our speech patterns our inflections um i mean we're speaking yoruba on national television in america it's brilliant uh at the same time we can't be expected to answer all the questions and maybe in our by our 10th season we might <laughs> you know, <laughs> I heard that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, people were expecting us to answer all the questions in, in episode one, and that's not possible. A character has a journey. Um, so I think I think it's all of both. There's a lot of information embedded in, in the writing, but there's also a lot of information that I bring to the table from my experience growing up in Nigeria, from from watching my family, my my parents, my my mother, uh, my my aunties. And just my experiences like in boarding school and all of that, I infuse that all into the character as much as possible. Um, at the same time, you have to think about your audience. The major, the major, the the, the key audience for, for the show is in America. It's an American show and American television. So we also have to pull back a little bit. Um, when I'm talking with my friends, you, you might not necessarily understand what I'm saying, even though I'm speaking English, because of my accent is a particular way. So I have to kind of cater it. So that people in, in, I don't know, in Ohio understand what I'm saying, you know? Um, so it, it's a little bit of both while also having to like infuse some, some sort of finesses here and there. But um, all in all, I think it's, it's, um, it's extremely accurate and, uh, and info, inform, informative. No, it's, it's well done. Uh, we're talking with Falake, please say your last name. Say it because I don't want to say it again. That sounds like music. That's so beautiful. If, if, if you sing it, it'll probably be easier. Okay. All right. Thank you for that. Thank you, Smith. I, I think I might need to sing everybody's name because you, you're not the only one whose name I'm horrible. <laughs> and I think that that is um, cultural as well. I think we're lazy uh, here. We don't want to learn all of the syllables that it requires to, to pronounce names. So we, we change people's names and give them nicknames and diminish who they are. I'm not doing <laughs> that anymore. I'm not doing that. It's lazy. Um, but, but as I'm, I'm listening to you, the, the boarding school thing, you know, like what? What was that? What was that? How did you end up in boarding school? Well, it's actually quite common in Nigeria, going to boarding school. Most um, most secondary facilities have a boarding. Most secondary um, institutions have a boarding facility. So uh, I think tons of my my siblings went to boarding school as well. I um, I went to boarding school. I think I was around 10, 10, 11. and uh, I went to boarding school in Benin. So the, the distance between Lagos and Benin, Lagos is where I grew up, is the equivalent of, are you in LA? No, I'm in New, New, Jersey. New Jersey. Okay, so the, the distance from Lagos to Benin is like the equivalent of like Jersey to, uh, what's maybe Florida. That's a six hour drive, right? Or is that no, more? girl, no, that's like 16, 17 hours. Oh, no, 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 what's six so hours away from uh, Virginia, Richmond, Virginia. I can get to Richmond okay. in six. I can get to Richmond in five and a half because I drive fast. But yeah. Okay. Virginia, so yeah, that's yeah. equivalent. And yeah, I, I went to I went to school there. Um, I got sick all the time. I got malaria, lapsed in fever, 
I got chicken pox all at the same time one time. It was pretty bad. Oh my God. <laughs> and, and, and when you, I think of boarding school, I think complete separate, you know, like you're living there away from your family. Like yeah. as a 10 year old. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly how it is. Uh, you get, I got to see my my mom and some my brothers sometimes um, during like uh, visiting day is what they called it. So every month or so you'd see them. And then of course, on re- like when school is out, then you go back home. It was, it, it was tough. It wasn't easy. Does it quicken you? Does it, it's cause as, as you're talking, I'm thinking it, 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 it teaches you how to, to grow up and to be on your own and be independent. Is that, oh, is yeah. that the purpose of it or, or is it education? I think both and also convenience. I know, um, Lagos traffic used to be really, really bad, like really bad, uh, distance of 20 minutes could take you four or five hours sometimes yeah traffic used to be really bad so it's also kind of kind of convenient um yeah uh but yeah it also teaches you independence and that's something i'm not quite sure how i would have dealt with a number of things that life threw at me had i not gone through boarding school so it was a great foundation for me i definitely needed it i needed the lessons that it taught me. I needed, yeah, to survive for sure. I mean, just coming to, to America on my own. What 18. was that? You just decided that you were gonna come here? Did, were you, was it in pursuit of acting or modeling or what, what was the no, goal? No, um, I just, I just done my A-level. So I just finished school, um, secondary education in, in Nigeria. And uh, I came on vacation to visit my sister um who unfortunately passed away in august um rest in peace um so i I came to i came on vacation my first time in america and um i'd done the entrance level into university in nigeria but they stole my results so while i was on vacation here my mom calls me and says oh your results came and you didn't pass i'm like nah it's not possible i didn't pass and if they're claiming i didn't pass i'm not i'm never going to go to school again (laughs) <laughs> that's what I told my mom and that's like a, that's like a Nigerian parent's worst nightmare you're not going to school what the fuck <laughs> I'm like yeah I'm not going to school like oh like unless only if I go to school in America and then she was like go go look for a place and then uh, I was in Long Island with my sister and her family and I I, I tried to find the school furthest away from them that was still in my <laughs> And that took me to Harlem and that was City College. <laughs> and that, that's how I ended up at City College. I went because I'd done my A-levels. Uh, I, I could buy, bypass the SATs and I, I got in. I was like, hey, mom, I got in. They accepted me. And she was like, all right, you can start. Study economics. And then law school after. I was like, okay. And then, uh, <laughs> and then I think into my first semester, my results came out in Nigeria. The real results finally were released. And she was like, you passed, are you going to come back? I'm like, no, it's too mm. late now. I've already started. What was it yeah. about New York, Harlem, this, this, that experience that shifted you? Uh, huh. That's a good question. A lot. So, um, I didn't know anything about Harlem before I went to Harlem. I, again, was looking for the furthest thing away from, from Long Island while still being able to stay in in Manhattan. And um, so much, you know, I didn't know, I didn't know that, I thought there was white, black, 
and Asian people. And that was it. And so when I met Hispanic people, uh, Latinx people for the first time, and they were like, no, we're, we're Latina, we're Latinos. I was like, what does that mean? Are you white or are you black? That's literally my thought. I, I didn't know anything. There's so much I didn't know. Um, and of course I started learning Spanish. I, well, I'm, I'm not any, I'm not that good at it, but I just started getting introduced to new languages outside. I mean, I was already bilingual. There's Yoruba and English, I also speak Pidgin English, but it just broadened up my horizons. And then emotionally being in theater department, um, there was a range that I had access to that I, I hadn't had access to growing up. Um, and just noticing my body is things that I try to kind of feedback to my family members now and just be like, look, just stretch. It's great for your body. Like, how are you feeling? All that stuff. It's not, that's not what I grew up with. So it expanded my range emotionally as well as culturally and creatively. I, um, I needed creative, I needed creative liberation. And that's what New York afforded me. That was the, one of the biggest things that I got from, from America. Uh, when, did you, when did you know you could act? Or that you I think it's when I went to the theater department of City College, God bless their soul, David Willinger, the Dean, Keith Grant, they, they, they're responsible for all of this. Um, I, I just auditioned, I don't, I don't know. So I have some friends who tell me how I got into theater, but I don't remember. It's, it's just like all of a sudden I was in the theater department. And uh, I think I saw a flyer for an audition and I went to audition because I was already going out for uh, modeling auditions in New York. I was already trying to uh, get into that. And of course, music is my first love. So I was exploring music and all of that. But, but theater was the first thing that opened its arms to me. And, uh, and, and I, I ran head first into that hug. Mm. Well, um, you're, a, you're a natural. Um, you're good at, at the acting thing. Thank for you. sure. Um, <laughs> and, and what was that role? Cause you said, you know, and I love how, cause I think it's very healthy to do a thing, give it your all and then walk away with no expectation, you know, because it's not up to you. I think acting is one of the most subjective spaces in the world, you know? And like you said, you could be the wrong height. Doesn't mean that you're not good at what you do. You yeah. can come in, you know, your hair's not right for the role doesn't mean that you're not right, you know? So yeah. you cannot get a role based on absolutely nothing to do with you as a person. Yeah. And and the rejection rate is very high. So so that you have to do that self-care thing and say, I can't think about it because it's not up to you. You did your best. What was one of the roles early on where you really wanted it? Was it some, some is there a famous, come on. I mean, I, I don't want to take you back to that place. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. No, no. It was Black Panther. Was it the role? Was it the role of the daughter of Malaysia? Was it the role of the I don't even know. I, I don't I don't I don't I didn't audition for a specific role. I auditioned for the Dora Malaysia, but it wasn't a specific role. I think it was a general role, just to kind of get a gauge. And look, I, I as an I'm a fantasy geek. I got introduced to Octavia Butler. Mm. early on in New York and I just went crazy. My world changed. That the first book by her that I read was uh, Parable of the Talents. Parable yes. of the Parable Earth of the Soul. The Hersey trilogy. Yeah, Parable of the Soul was the first one I read. And then I went through all her books and Wild Seed is my favorite. 
So, but before that, I was into X-Men fantasy sci-fi adventure. That's that's my realm. And I remember one of my one of my uh, professors slash directors over at City College, and we were talking one day, and he was like, Flake, I think you'd be great. I just don't think the world is ready for you." Mm-hmm. And then, and then the Black Panther came, and I was, and then bef- actually before Black Panther, back in two thousand and eight. I, um, I, I wrote a concept for an African sci-fi and I, was, I started shopping it around and uh, I took it to Nigeria, it's a studio in Nigeria, but they felt like no one wanted African sci-fi fantasy stuff. And um, so I kind of just, I've been, sitting, I've been sitting on that since like 2008. And then, and then Black Panther comes and I'm like, all right, all right, <laughs> I'm ready for this shit. <laughs> Damn. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Beautiful did movie. You, yes. Are, did you even did you make it to callbacks or just they yeah. they were just like, God, I because as I'm looking at you, I'm like, I could absolutely see you playing the that main door Melaja role. I could see it as, as soon as I saw my, you. My, I my dream role has always been Storm. That's always oh. been my dream role. Always. Okay. okay. I'm writing this down. <laughs> no, because okay. Listen, you got to write these things down. And what happened with your uh, treatment? I, I still have it. I still have okay. it. Um, my, my, my reps know about it and we're, we're working on developing it. All right. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to uh, say that's going to happen. I'm going to speak that in. Amen. Yes, 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 yes. yes. All right. So you, you've uh, of course been picked up for the second season, Bob Hart's uh, Abishola. And uh, I think beyond that, you 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 predicted out twelve seasons. Uh, network television. This is CBS on a Monday prime time. This is big time. How has this changed your life financially? <laughs> Come on. I mean, it's the first time I have a full time job. <laughs> yeah, it's the first time I've ever in my whole life. My first time having a full time job. Um, this is the longest job I've ever had. In fact, I think two months into shooting season one, it was the longest job I've ever had. Um, wow. Yeah. And in your life, because you're, you're, you're in 30s. In your whole entire life, this is the first full-time? In my whole life. In my okay. whole life. I always, acting, once, once I was like, I'm, this is my profession, I always made myself available for acting. It was always my first priority. If I had a job doing something else and an audition came, I, I this never happened, but I my priority would be acting. Wow. That was always my mindset. That's a commitment. Yeah. Uh yeah. Yeah. So, how has the steady check? What have you done differently? What what have you done that you hadn't done that you were thinking about doing that you can now do? I got some grills. What? <laughs> like, uh, look, music is my first love. I act like a musician sometimes. Um, what have I done that I haven't been able to do? You know, I've just been working a lot. I've been working a lot. And then the only downtime I've had between season one and season two was doing quarantine. And I spent most of that time at home. I think what I'm doing now is I'm, I'm able, I've always been into boutique hotels. So, um, Look, let me just be straight up with you. My, my, not that it's a lie or not that it was hidden or anything. 
my my family was was really well, well off. My my parents left me in a good place. They both passed away, but they left me in a good place. It wasn't like the the well was was so deep that it was endless. It, I had to still manage it and um, and and be careful and and budget and and invest. So I had I have like properties in Nigeria and and America. I'm working on getting more. So um, what? what the show has allowed me is a financial freedom where actually no i, I want to say why well, i don't have to worry but i'd still worry the show could as anything could happen you know so i haven't really spent any of the money i made <laughs> i'm i'm just i'm trying to be really really smart about it um looking at investment opportunities of course i, ha I have to try to move out of the hood there was a shootout the other day where what hood uh, where you in New York or Cali? You're in Cali. What hood is what? Huh? Hey. <laughs> I'm in LA. There's a hood there. Where are you in Watts? Where are you? <laughs> I'm 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 in LA. I'm in LA. I'm in the hood in LA. I that was apparent for me like two weeks ago, about two three weeks ago. I was standing and there was a drive by, and it took me a while to realize what was going on. And then I saw my neighbors crouching down. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm checking my body. I, I, I didn't even react. I just stood there with a stapler in my hand and a missing cat poster in my other hand. And this car comes driving towards me and I, like tinted windows, guns blazing. And then I'm like, <gasps> frozen. <laughs> yeah, you need to move. Yes, Falaki, yeah. I, I approve of that decision. Like ASAP, but but it's a pandemic though. Like we're in the midst of a pandemic. People a still got room. time for drive-bys. Like why? Why do you? Oh. Have yeah, I had a joke for that, but I don't think it's appropriate. I'd love to hear it. No. <laughs> All right. Did you find your cat? I did find Bob. Finally, right after the drive-by. Wait, you named your cat Bob? Yeah, Bob and the other ones are Bishala. Okay. Are they Siamese twins? What where are they? What? I think they're mixed with Siamese actually. Okay. Uh but they are Hilarious. twins. I mean they're from the same litter. Look uh, at that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I That's found Bob right after the drive by actually. He'd been missing for like three, four days and I rounded the corner and I was an alley. He was like, Did you hear that? <laughs> Like, yeah, just, I'm, I'm like, ready to come home. It's these streets is hot. <laughs> like, mama, I, mom, I'm sorry. Can I come back home? Yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> All right. So at least put that on the list. She's got to move like ASAP. Uh, and, and what's well, what been the, list? what is this list by the way? Is this a manifestation? No, I'm just, I'm just, I, yeah, I just write things down while I'm talking. What are you drinking? <laughs> what is that with your glass straw? She is fancy y'all. She's fancy. She's got this big brew of green something with this glass straw. Like she's Oprah. I'm Go trying ahead. to save the earth. I'm doing my part. Celery okay. Mm, okay. I'm not going to judge you because you are doing something good i'm sure for your insides yeah no i just i just write things down because i i do think you you have to write things down to manifest them so i i try what to help what have you written down so far actually i wrote down earth seed because i think that needs to be uh made into a movie i wrote down storm because you said that's what you want to do and i wrote down grills i don't know why i wrote down the grills but uh they're they have like, you... a flag on them do they yeah. okay all right have have we seen them in a music video? Have you worn them somewhere where we could see you in the grills with the grills no, in the mouth? I plan, on, I plan on using them. 
Okay. I'm okay. to soon. I have a song that um, I'm, I'm going to release. Okay. So yeah. I'm going to invite you back. By the way, Percy, um, Parable, of the, Parable of the Solar. I don't know if you know about Toshi Reagan. Um, you know who Toshi Reagan is? Amazing musician. Um, I think her mother was on Sweet Honey on the Rock. Oh, Sweet Honey in the Rock. Yeah. 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 Her mother was um, one of the singers on that. And um, she's amazing. She's out. She's out on the on the East Coast, New York. And she has been she was workshopping in Joe's Pub in New York for a long time.